have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Fanalist.pod. Sean Ramachandran here with you, joined by Yash Joshi and Rohan Naranjan on yet another NBA podcast. It's been a while since we've come at you guys with any content, and that's just because the NBA has been practically dead for the most part. And the NFL season, we're like in that weird gray area. We're like, okay, we're almost there. It's so close yet so far. But before we do jump into all that great football stuff, we still got some NBA drama going on in the offseason. It's a never-ending saga of Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, uh, Sham, it's good to be back. Um, obviously, we're a little dry there with the news, but this Ben Simmons talk is just ramping up. Obviously, today, um, you know, the last couple of days, reports have come out that Ben Simmons wants out of Philly. Um, he's officially demanded a trade uh, through his agent, Rich Paul. Um, and now we're seeing we, – we saw earlier in the offseason that – Philly tried to ship him to multiple teams multiple times, and people were saying that the you know the asking price was too high. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what Philly does in this situation uh, now that they're basically you know being forced to deal him. Yeah, I think Ben Simmons has honestly backed Philadelphia into this corner where Philly is being forced to deal Ben Simmons in a package where they're probably not going to get as much as they nearly want. They asked for earlier in the season or. Frankly, I think what Ben Simmons is even worth, he's going to be sold at such a low price where like this is going to be one of those trades we look back in like 10, 15 years from now and it's going to be how did that trade ever go down? Like all of the nuances, this drama might be kind of forgotten, but the trade itself, it's going to be that was one sided trade for the team that's going to get Ben Simmons because he's a good player. He's just in a weird position right now. So this drama is really interesting and let's just dive into it. Yeah, honestly, um, the Ben Simmons stuff, like, it's 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 been a long time coming in the sense of like all all the stuff that's developed in the last couple of days it's not a surprise that we've got to this point if that makes sense um like it feels like even though yes he is officially kind of said i i want out i'm not coming to training camp all this stuff like it's it's as of like when the season ended and all the rumors already started we already were in the mindset like ben simmons is done in philly you know what I'm saying? Like we were already coming in into next season thinking that, and I do believe that that is still the mindset that we will have after all these reports. Um, but something that I do want to point out though, is that in on July 26th, um, there was an article by Keith Pompey at the Philadelphia Inquirer where he noted that the Ben Simmons trade is inevitable at this point. And it's not a matter of if, but when. Now, Shams Trania from The Athletic, he doubled down on that report two days ago. Now, one thing that I don't like about media and news and just the way that fans move with things is like we act like, oh, my God, like Ben Simmons won out like this is not new information. You know, this has been known for so long. Um, so sh shout out to Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer to be on that first, not to discredit Shams, but it's just it's like, come on, guys, like we knew this was coming. Yeah, I think we definitely even when you know we had our offseason pause during free agency and all that. We knew that you know there was a chance that Philly would definitely deal Ben Simmons, uh, whether it was in the short term or the long run. But we didn't know. I remember we were talking on a pod whether Ben Simmons should even you know be in our starting lineup in Philly, and I was like, "There's no chance that this dude will be in the starting lineup, you know, on opening day because of how the team has alienated him um, through these offseason talks." You know, we heard reports that he completely cut off communication with the team. You know, Joel Embiid 
tried reaching out to Ben Simmons multiple times during the offseason, and, you know, Ben just didn't respond. It was just straight up, you know, like getting ghosted, honestly. Uh, so we knew at that point that his uh, relationship with the team had been terminated, um, but now we're hearing like a formal termination that he wants out, and, you know, he's not – he's willing to sit out a training camp. So this is turning to be very messy, especially uh, if you're a Sixers fan. See, Sham, I agree that these reports were, they came out a while ago that Ben Simmons, his relationship with Philly was probably soured, that he couldn't stay with the team. But I think it is different when he goes one step further and officially requests a trade. The whole world knew that Ben Simmons and Philly, especially after watching the playoffs, was probably not a long-term fit. But even uh, even then, with all things considered, there was a small inclination that he might have stayed with Philly because he was part of that entire trust the process motto that they had for so long. He and Joel Embiid were the poster children for the Philadelphia 76ers. They were supposed to be the future. And, you know, one bad playoff run or maybe a two to three bad playoffs run, that wouldn't have deviated from the Sixers' long-term vision for the uh, for the team. But now that Ben Simmons officially says, I don't want to be with the team, and he had that entire drama that Rohan just talked about, I think it's pretty clear that we can say that he's moved on. The Sixers at this point should move on. And I said this a few podcasts back when we talked about this over and over, that the Sixers just have to sell him ASAP because the longer they hold on to him, the lower his price is if they sold him maybe two months ago they would have got a lot more than they were are going to get now and at this point the best thing in philly's interest is go out there find the biggest name or the best package available and get that to pair alongside joel you have an mvp candidate retool your team and make a run again yeah i mean the interesting thing about this entire benson situation is like yosh like you nailed it when you said that, you know, about selling him earlier, getting rid of him earlier, you know? And the reason that I'm going to double down on that and completely agree with you is because now it becomes, hey, we're not giving away an all-star player. It's now the all-star player wants out, you know? And that's 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 where things are now going to go sideways for Philly. Um, and that's where we're going to be like, wow, like whichever team gets Ben Simmons, I think that they are going to win the trade. Like Yash was saying, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, we're going to be looking at this like, wow, like we can't believe Philly did that. But I feel like they're in a position now where they're like, they're like, we screwed up. You know, if we got rid of him on our terms, it's different. When the player wants out too, it's like teams know, hey, you're, you're stuck in a bad situation. We're helping you out more than you're helping us out right now. Just to put yeah. this into perspective, like last season, the 76ers were this close to getting James Harden for Ben Simmons, but they didn't want to give a Tyrese Maxey. Like James Harden could have been a Sixer if the Sixers were able to give up Maxey and Simmons and whatever the rest of the package was for James freaking Harden. But now they're going to be stuck with who knows what. We'll talk about those trade packages, but like that that's a stinger if I'm a Sixers fan. Now, I'm so sorry, Rohan, before you do jump in, something for Rohan, you can touch up on this, but to come back to what Yash was saying, very, very interesting. Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons have the same agent in Rich Paul. So what I've been hearing is that they both are going to be packaged up in a deal. If Ben Simmons is going out, he's taking Tyrese Maxey with him is probably going to be the case. And, you know, speaking on landing spots that I think, Rohan, you can really touch on this, is that he wants to go to three California teams. Um, I'm going to say, even though he might have interest in joining the Lakers, there's, it's just not going to happen. I just can't see that. Cap space, star power, everything, it does not make sense for him to go 
to the Lakers at all, even if he wants to. But go ahead with that. So I think, yeah, you mentioned the three California teams. So I think that there's no route for him to go if he wants to be a Laker or a Clipper. I just don't see that happening. I'd be honestly astonished even if he went to the Clippers. Like you said, like you said, the Lakers, it's like yeah, 0% chance. Even the Clippers, I think you can just not write that off as like not happening. Um, but the Kings and the Warriors are probably the most interesting spots for him, especially if he wants to go to a California team. Um, I don't know if Philly is going to, you know, help uh, acknowledge that request. Um, but for the Warriors, I feel like, you know, a package, something like James Wiseman, maybe one of their lottery picks like Moses Moody or uh, Jonathan Kaminga um, and Andrew Wiggins, maybe another future pick could be a good package for Ben Simmons. Uh, but I've heard that there's reports uh, from the Warriors front office that they are divided on whether Ben Simmons pairing him up with Draymond Green is going to be a good fit, the, fit for the team. Um, you know, some executives say that even though that they're getting Klay Thompson back and Steph Curry, you know, like you know, probably the best backcourt in the league when healthy, they don't think that it'll be enough to overcome the shooting struggles of both Ben Simmons and Draymond Green. But me personally, as a Warriors fan and just like trying to be an analyst, uh, unbiased as well, I am each day that goes by, I'm starting to buy into this Ben Simmons experiment that could happen with the Warriors. And I think that it could actually work out um, in the short term, especially with, you know, Steph being the MVP guy that he is. If Ben Simmons attacks the basket like we've seen him do in the regular season before, Um, you know, the shooting is a very big, big, big question mark. But I think that he just needs to attack the basket and he's an animal in the full court. In the half court, I would say he's, you know, a little bit above average because of like, you know, the teams just let him outside of the key. They don't even guard him. But on a fast break in the full court, Ben Simmons is an absolute animal. And he, if he just attacks the basket more, this could be a very good trade for the Warriors. Um, Yash, you can speak on that. And then we can also talk about the Kings. Josh, please play the devil's advocate here. <laughs> like I want, I want to see because I know you both are Warrior fans, so I just, I just want to see the perspective. So okay, okay. So before I do like play my position, I think the Sixers don't want James Wiseman because they have Joel Embiid. If they're trading Ben Simmons, there's really no point to pick uh, trade for a star in the future who's going to come off the bench. So I think if the Warriors were to make this trade, it would be either centered on Andrew Wiggins or Draymond Green as the main piece. And then you have to include Kaminga, Moses Moody, plus future picks. I, I, I know what I just did. I pulled a Kendrick Perkins there. <laughs> but like, I, I think James Wiseman is just not as attractive to Philadelphia right, right now. So that package is is kind of weird between the Warriors and the Sixers because the assets that the Warriors are willing to give up aren't exactly what Philly's looking for because I think Draymond Green and Ben Simmons are absolutely incompatible on the same team. They have the same weaknesses. They also have almost the same strengths. You can argue who's a better defender and one's a better playmaker, but they kind of do very similar things on the floor and their weaknesses are both shooting and just offense in general. So if the Warriors were to have both of them, you would have to have Steph and Clay go absolutely bonkers on offense. And firstly, Clay's not even going to be there for the first quarter of this season. And the next quarter, he's going to be rehabbing from two pretty bad leg injuries. It can't put that pressure on a Clay Thompson who hasn't played in two years and then put that much more pressure on Steph Curry, who just averaged 32 points a game on, on his 34th year, in the, or not 34th, 34th year season so I think that the Warriors may not be the best landing spot I really do think that the California team that Ben Simmons maybe wanted to play with was the Warriors but the Kings are probably the landing spot if he were to be traded to a California team that would be the 
place I would think that the Sixers would trade him to. Sean. Here's the thing though, like with, yeah, no, um, I, I totally understand what you both are saying, you know, very great points that you guys have made. I'm sure, you know, you guys are focusing on the tidbits of warrior basketball than I am for sure, you know, but the thing is like the Kings, they, they have to give De'Aaron Fox in a package and that's not happening. Like, and other than De'Aaron Fox, I'm just trying to think like who, who else are they going to give along with draft capital to the six? Cause the, the kid, the Kings draft capital is, I'd say it's pretty good, you know, given the fact that they aren't always like a top team that it's a value to them too. Um, I do think that the Warriors would be again, a very, very interesting fit. It's um, I I'm going to side a little bit more with Yash over here, just because it, it becomes like, how are you going to overcome two Draymonds on your roster, if that makes sense, offensively. And like, I understand that Ben Simmons, you know, from the three point line driving to the basket, he's, he's an animal. All right. But let's, let's not forget that this still, let's not forget that this man still was able to, you know, average nine points in a series against the Hawks. Like that's absolutely unacceptable. So, I mean, it, it just seems like Golden State is in a win-now position and a, like a win-now window, if that makes sense. And Ben Simmons is a project that's going to stir them completely away from that. Ooh, I don't think – I don't think he's a project. I think that that's a little bit of a weird phrasing for that. But I think that – I honestly feel like, you know, pairing Simmons and Draymond together is probably makes the Warriors the best defensive team in the league. I think, you know, there's not a question about that. Obviously, we're worried about the offense. But – um, you know, we heard that Draymond spoke with Steve Kerr and Bob Myers uh, shortly after the season ended, and they said that the, his offense should be a focus in the offseason. Whether Draymond, you know, puts, the, puts that work in to become better offensively is a different question. But I feel like <clears throat> Ben Simmons will, I think that Ben Simmons under Draymond Green's uh, leadership will kind of like get his shit together. You know, we know how good of a lead, leader Draymond is. And I think that it could happen. It's just obviously a big question. Um, but for the Kings, like they're not going to give up De'Aaron Fox. I think we already know this. So the package would have to be around Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald, which I don't know if that makes sense for either team. Okay, so here's my package if I'm the Kings, and then you guys let me know what you guys think. So the Kings have this three-guard monster, including Davion Mitchell. I'm not sure if he's a monster, but we saw in the summer league, he's a defensive beast. Then you have Tyrese Halliburton, who was amazing in his rookie season, and De'Aaron Fox. Then you also have Marvin Bagley, who was picked ahead of Luka Doncic. He hasn't been healthy, but he has high potential. And then Buddy Heald, who is one of the best shooters in the game right now in NBA history. I think the Kings are absolutely set on De'Aaron Fox. That is, he's the untouchable of the franchise. They can't pick him up. I think the Kings will probably give up one of Tyrese and Davion. They'll give up Buddy and Marvin Bagley, plus some of their other players and draft capital for Ben Simmons. I think this helps Philly because A, you get Buddy Heald, who's a shooter. You miss that with uh, JJ Redick and Seth Curry, so that fills that need. You get either Davion Mitchell or Tyrese Halliburton to play the point guard role. 
I think Tyrese is a little bit more interesting to the Sixers because Davion is a uh, defense-heavy guard, and they already have Matisse to do that job. So I probably think they would ask for Tyrese. And then Marvin Bagley fills in the front court with Joel Embiid, which really does set them forward for the future. And one more interesting thing I want to add is that the timeline with all of these players plus Embiid lines up pretty well with Matisse Thybul, except for maybe Tobias Harris, who's a little bit older, but you could flip him for some younger assets as well. And really now you have a championship contender, maybe an Eastern Conference contender right now, and then a championship contender in the next three to five years. The thing about the 76ers in the East is like, it's like there's there's such a huge difference between like the top two spots and then that drop off to three. And by top two, I'm talking Bucks and Nets. And then whoever you guys want to put at three, there's a huge difference. Um, I do like the Like, I like the trade that you proposed, Yash. Like, I mean, it makes complete sense. It kind of gets Ben Simmons off of Philadelphia's hands. They get, that honestly sounds like the best offer you can get. You know, you're getting depth and like, you know, quality and quantity of players that kind of makes sense um, on your roster as well. But one thing to note is that two teams that Philly has had discussions around a Ben Simmons trade has been, has been with the Timberwolves and the Raptors. Um, I don't think that the Raptors are really a strong contender to trade for someone because um, I know there's been a lot of buzz around Pascal Siakam. That seems to kind of be mended and kind of like under the radar. I don't think he's going to get moved. They like what they did with Scotty Barnes as a pick, I guess. They, they're focusing on that. They, they, I think that the Raptors are just kind of like in a rebuild mode right now. They just don't have what it takes to trade for a guy like Ben Simmons. Um, now, when I'm thinking about the Timberwolves, like he wants to play with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Those are two childhood friends of his. Um, and it, it kind of like brings me back to, okay, how are the Timberwolves going to make a trade if they're keeping both D'Lo and Cap, you know? Um, so I think Ben Simmons is also kind of, he wants to go to a super team, if that makes sense. Like that, that's what he wants right now. Um, and I feel like he's maybe acknowledged that Philly's not the place for him. Wait, wait. You think if you add Ben Simmons to the Timberwolves, they're a super team? I'm, I would say, I would say, like, depending depending on all, like, all the teams that have been mentioned, like, okay, you're telling, okay, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Wait, wait, wait. So, you know, wait, so if you add Ben Simmons to the Timberwolves, they're a super team, like the Nets or the Lakers. No, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying like super team like that, but like I'm saying like you're you're playing alongside like good enough stars where you come to a point where you cannot make excuses for not making the playoffs. Okay, like who so wants to like, go to that's, contender? That's, honestly, like I I can't I'm, I'm not okay. I feel super team might be a far fetched um thing to use like a term to use, but um I would say like like what I'm considering it to be is kind of something like. When you got guys that can take the weight off your shoulder, like every single night, like you should have no excuses, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm just asking, but I, I think the Timberwolves are a pretty good destination for him. I think with their big three and Cat, D'Lo, Ant, they have the possible trade package that they can acquire Ben Simmons. Out of those three, obviously, I think if I'm the Timberwolves franchise, I would rather keep D'Lo and Cat because they're the best friends. They're the ones that wanted to play together. Anthony Edwards is obviously the odd one out. And I also think that Anthony Edwards has more trade value than D'Angelo Russell does. So if I'm going to keep Cat, who's the cornerstone of my franchise, um, Anthony Edwards would get me the closest to uh, Ben Simmons. I add in a Jarrett Culver. I add in a... 
I honestly can't name you too many Timberwolves players, but I added some of those. I add more picks, and then there could be a deal done there. But from the Sixers side, the Timberwolves players just aren't as appealing to me as someone like the Warriors or the Kings or maybe even the Blazers. So the Timberwolves are sort of at a disadvantage there. But if they can pull up those assets, Ben Simmons and Cat could be a pretty interesting pairing. Yeah, I just don't see this Timberwolves trade happening uh, for Ben Simmons as much as he might want it, you know, play with D'Lo and Cat. Because I feel like the Wolves wouldn't be willing to part with Anthony Edwards, who, you know, who really shine in his rookie year. And I think that even if they were willing to part with him, they would probably have to give up D'Lo as well. And, you know, that's probably not going to happen. So I don't think a package centered around Anthony Edwards is going to be enough to get Ben Simmons. So um, I think the, the Blazers um, is something we should quickly cover. Sean, you go over that? Yeah. Um, and I was I was just going to kind of get to that. Like, we've been talking about what Ben Simmons wants and all this stuff, but the only thing that Philadelphia wants is Damian Willard. You know, like, they've talked to a lot of teams um, regarding a trade, of course, around Ben Simmons, but the team themselves, they have their eyes set on Damian Lillard. And if they are going to lose Ben Simmons, getting a guy like him in return is definitely a deal where, like, you have to, you know, Philly wins that deal. If, if you, any team that gets Damian Lillard, like, it's you, it has to be a dub. That trade just wouldn't go down unless Philly like put other assets on the table. I I, I if I'm the trailblazer. Actually, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that it has to be Philly putting out assets. It's more of like, does Dame want out? And more importantly, is Portland gonna let that happen? You know, because I think I think Portland's everything's on Portland's side over there. Like they they control the way that everything goes because they got the better player. Whoever has the better player has the upper hand. It's just that simple that they can kind of control the chips. They're like, all right, you gotta give us blah, 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 blah you know but if dame does want out every other all other of the 28 teams would offer a package to the blazers and now you would be competing the sixers would be competing with all of the other teams for damian lillard so i think it would be a very different conversation if damian lillard requested a trade because that now suddenly we're talking about a damian lillard situation possibly every team and that would make a lot of teams a super team yeah i understand what you're saying over there but like like be real with me Maybe we could leave the Nets out at least. Like they can't win every they can't win every guy there, right? I, if I'm the Nets, I'm trading Kyrie for Dame uh, straight up. We, we can get better. <laughs> I have a discussion later, like <laughs> point guards, but I I'll I'll, I'll touch up on um, this for you. Yeah, I think the Dame thing is interesting because even I think earlier this week or last week, um, Dame was on uh, Instagram Live and he was saying that he is committed to play for the Portland Trailblazers this season. Um, you know, that could change at any moment. But from all the news that we've been getting so far, uh, you know, from that Team USA practice that we did a pod on right after it happened to, you know, now he's still saying that he's committed. I honestly think that Dame is still going to be in a Blazer uniform um, come October, and he's going to play for them uh, at least until the trade deadline, and I think probably further. So I think it's safe to say that Dame is a lock to play for the Blazers this season. Um, But I would not be surprised if, the Blazers try to offer CJ McCollum and build a package around him to try to pair up uh, Dame with Ben Simmons. What do you guys think about that? I don't think that that's like that. I, I mean, I honestly really don't know what to think about that because the thing in Portland is it's not exactly lack of like defense exactly. And I understand what you're saying. Like Ben Simmons can really like bolster their defense. And I get that, but like, I do feel that Dame needs a better shooter alongside of him and um maybe norman powell does fit that bill but we've seen him in like a sample size of what half a season um so i 
honestly, like I, honestly, the more that I'm spitballing it out loud, yeah, it kind of does make sense maybe to package CJ McCollum in a deal, but like it then goes back to what does Dame want? And his, his concerns this off season have been, Oh, I didn't like the head coach hire. I should have been more part of the process. That was one thing they did not touch upon. Second thing was just building a championship roster around him. Now getting rid of CJ McCollum, who's holds attempts to be probably his best friend on the team. Is that really the move to go with? Because yeah, you get a Ben Simmons, but then now what if that leaves you with an unhappy game? And he's like, well, I still want to leave or like, I definitely want to leave now. I feel like we talked about, you know, this whole CJ Dame, you know, experiment for years now. And it's just, I I've said this on a previous pod. It just hasn't worked out for so many years. Why is it going to work out now? I think Dame also has realized that maybe he doesn't want CJ to be on the team, but I think at this point in Dame's, I mean, sorry, he wants CJ to be on the team, but at this point in Dame's career, um, he cares all about winning. You know, he wants the, the management to, create a team around him which can compete for a championship and we talked about this after the the free agency like they didn't sign anyone big in free agency who i was like oh my god that's a game changer for the blazers i really don't think that they got better in the offseason yet dame is still being loyal to you i think as management you have to be grateful and thankful for that that he is still sticking around you know he's not requesting a trade demanding out like you know all these other stars um and maybe you take a chance at ben simmons who i know for sure will improve the team because the Blazers defensively are not good. Dame is not a good defensive player. CJ is maybe even worse. So why not get, you know, get Ben Simmons? Maybe it doesn't help your shooting. Obviously it doesn't, but defensively it could help you, uh, especially in the West where that's extremely important. Yeah, I think I agree with Rohan here. I think CJ, if they were to trade Ben Simmons to the Blazers, is probably the guy that they're going to center the package around. So firstly, like Sham, you said that the Blazers aren't as bad as defense, but they were actually the 25th ranked defense last year. They're probably the one of the worst teams that ranks in defense. One of their bigger problems last season was their defense. Their offense was pretty solid. You have Damian Lillard. They're shooting when you have someone like that. His gravity will automatically spread the floor to a certain degree. Obviously, Ben Simmons kind of negates that quite a bit. So you do have to put more shooters back there. You have Norman Powell, and then you can restructure your team in the coming years. But Ben Simmons solves your one big problem, and that is defense. Secondly, we talked about this Ben, I mean, not Ben, this Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum um, experiment that um, the Portland Trailblazers have been doing for the past few years. And it doesn't work out because they're just two small guards and two small guards who aren't good at defense. It's just not a recipe for success in the NBA. You can see it in Cleveland, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. It can't work out on the long run because you have two short guards and neither of them can defend. If you look at the Warriors, you have Steph Curry, who's very kind of similar to Damian Lillard, but Klay Thompson does balance it out because he's 6'7". He can defend, and that's what Damian Lillard needs. If he can get Ben Simmons to do that defense, he's tall, he can defend a big guard or a big forward on the other opposing team and give Damian Lillard the offensive duties, it could really balance things out in Portland, obviously. If I'm the Blazers, I'm only doing this trade if Damian Lillard signs off on it. Nothing is moving forward until he says yes. So there's no risk. If he says no, I don't want Damian Lillard. That's not even a deal that's on the table. But if he says CJ McCollum for Damian, that's when we start moving forward. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I think that the Blazers are going to move cautiously, if that makes sense. Like, in, include him in possibly every single conversation that they can. Um, but I did want to touch up back to like what Rohan was saying about like how like Dame claimed his loyalty once again to the city of Portland. Like I'd like to backstep on that because like I wouldn't say that it's exactly been as um, 
I don't, I don't really know how to phrase it. I just, I just wasn't as convinced with the way that he said it this time, because he said, he just said, Oh, I'm not leaving like Portland, like not right now, at least. So like, again, it's, it makes it sound like the clock is ticking. Um, but I, I do agree with you guys that there's a very solid chance that he does end up playing the season out in Portland. Cause I think a part of him is inquisitive, you know, to know how things could work out with Chauncey Billups. Um, you know, he just gets a new head coach. He, he just wants to maybe see how it goes in Portland for one more season. And I, it, it's safe to say though, that this like Dame's time in Portland is coming to an end. Like, I think, I think it's not premature to say that, but I think, I think that's, you can call that a hot take if you want. And if, you, if that is a hot take to you, then sure, that's my hot take for this podcast. I don't know. I just, I feel like we say that, we've been saying that for a few months now, but every time that Portland doesn't make a move, I'm like, oh my God, you know, Dame's going to flip out. And I just keep hearing these reports. He, he's still committed at least to playing this season. So they have to do something. It, like this roster right now, top to bottom, the Portland Trailblazers, 2021-2022 season, is not fit to win a championship. And you can't tell me that Ben Simmons doesn't help that. Um, so I, I don't I, I don't know where the Blazers are going to go with this, but Ben Simmons would be a great landing spot. Um, or sorry, the Portland would be a great landing spot for Ben Simmons. Yeah, honestly, I think that Ben, I mean, Damian Lillard isn't really going anywhere from Portland. He, he's been saying things that just tell me that he's going to be pretty loyal to the city. The only thing I would see the only thing that would have to happen to have Damian Lillard request a trade would be that management really screws this thing up. Either they trade a player that he told them to keep, either they go ahead and trade, make a big trade without his approval. If management screws this thing up, he could request a trade, but I think he wants to stay in Portland, and as long as the team is headed in the right direction, he intends to do so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Dame, Dame staying in Portland is something that will kind of be certain for the most part but I know Ben Simmons that's that's something that we all are waiting on I guess on a day-to-day basis at this rate you know we feel like you hear something new every single day with Ben Simmons but um I think that it was it was kind of reassuring for Philly fans I guess to you know what Joel and B did today um that's something that you know we briefly did touch upon about you know just how he defended Ben Simmons and it's safe to say that Philly is a better team with Ben Simmons quite frankly um, I think any team is a better team with Ben Simmons on it, depending on what you give up, um, because they they are above well above 0.500 when Embiid and Simmons both play. And if it's only one of them playing, they're below 0.500. So um, that's that's something definitely to keep a note of. But, you know, other than that, you know, that's all that we got for you guys today on this podcast. Uh, not too much going on in the NBA. We're going to stick around, wait till that season comes around. But NFL season right around the corner. So got a podcast for you coming out in a couple days with me and Rohan on that one Josh still not coming around the corner to the NFL but <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll stick around with that but that's all that we got for you guys today stay tuned for more at the panelist.pod